Welcome to the Indirect Vision Podcast, where it is our mission to help pre-dental and dental students make better decisions through the application of new and unique perspectives. I'm Andrew, and today Dan and I will be interviewing Paige Davis. Paige is a fourth-year dental student at Midwestern University, Arizona. She is the immediate past president of the Academy of General Dentistry Club and recently completed a five-week rotation at the Adelante Public Health Clinic. Paige is interested in dental technology, serving others, and patient interaction. Thanks for joining us today, Paige. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is exciting. (laughs) Well, we're glad you're here. So we like to start off just by asking, why did you choose Midwestern University as the dental school of your choice? Love it. Honestly, I'm so thankful that I'm here. So when I interviewed Midwestern, I honestly didn't know pretty much anything about it. The website didn't give the full insight. So when I interviewed, I got to see how happy the people were. And it's, it's true. Like the students here, especially in the clinic, because D1 and D2 year, they're physically and emotionally challenging. You're studying so hard, but then when you get to D3 and D4 year, you really get to hone into your skills, start chit-chatting with patients, make friends with the faculty that are working in the clinic. And when I got to come into the clinic side and start asking the students, like, are you actually happy or is this like, is this, is this fake? And they actually were happy. And I knew like, okay, hundred percent, I have to go to this school. So at the other schools that you interviewed at, were the students not happy, would you say, or was it just not as, not as visible? I won't name the schools, but I asked, um, I asked at a specific school. I was like, okay, are you happy that you came here? And a girl straight up told me, no, he's like, it's not worth the money. I'm not getting the experience. And that alone, I was like, okay, there's no way, but just shadowing other dental schools, seeing the students, it's just not the same caliber as Midwestern. So I'm really thankful that I came here. So since, uh, I mean, you've been here four years, has it Mm -hmm. what you expected in your interview? It is a, a, a quote COVID unfortunately threw a wrench in everything, but that's across the board that we've not had the full experience in the clinic, but that's across the board across the nation. So that's the one hiccup, but other than COVID, absolutely 1000%. But, but do you think that Midwestern uh, handled COVID better than other schools? Absolutely. So Colorado, I don't know what school it is specifically. They just opened their doors. So all of their fourth years and third years have been pretty much out of luck. Um, Another school, Marquette, they only allow students to see three patients a week minus their competencies. So maybe four patients a week. And we are just blowing that out of the water here at Midwestern. So what is Midwestern doing differently? So we opened our doors again, I believe, first week of June in the clinic. And we were the only dental school operating again. We started at 50% and then slowly ramped up again. I believe we're at 85% capacity now. And other dental schools just couldn't make it happen. I couldn't tell you why specifically, but the faculty I know really hustled here at Midwestern and the higher ups to make our clinic open again so that we could get the opportunity to work. Hmm. I think part of it has to do with that we're a private school. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, even, I mean, I don't know if this is related or not, but the fact that we don't have any specialties, mm-hmm. uh, 
they're able to prioritize us, the dental students, because we're essentially their only focus. So I don't know. And just the leadership here is incredible. So yeah, their goal is to make us succeed, right? And they yes. really show that. And it's it's very evident with how they run things. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a we could go on and on and on about how great Midwestern is. But mm-hmm. I'm always curious, is there anything that you would change about Midwestern other than tuition? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the tuition, thousand percent. Gosh. Um, it's so a hard one, one. Yeah. I'm trying to think. The one thing I wish Midwestern would do would have maybe like a lunch and learn about how to respond to patients when they say weird things, pretty much. You're always going to have a weirdo in your chair at one point in your career and having some sort of chit chat about, okay, this is a scenario that you may be in and these are some options of ways to respond, I think would have been really helpful. Is that something maybe you wish you would have, uh, I don't know, delved into more in your first and second year, maybe like how to get more better case acceptance or something like that? Um, if I understand that question correct, case acceptance in the clinic, you have maybe 30 minutes for a window of opportunity with a patient and the faculty accept them or not. So kind of you don't really know if they're weirdos or not until they're in the chair with you one-on-one. But I think it would be a good opportunity for D1 and D2s to have just some sort of, hey, if a patient says this, you can respond with this. And then also again, third year and fourth year. What was the biggest shock about going from pre-clinic over in simulation lab Mm -hmm. to transitioning over to clinic? Axiom. 1000% 1000% axiom. Why? Um, what you're taught across the street just is surface level of what axiom really is. So just for example, to schedule an appointment, there's about 10 axiom steps to complete and make sure you have all these forms filled out to get your patient scheduled. And you don't really learn that across the street unless you have a third or fourth year looking over your shoulder. So that's the one thing that was absolutely shocking to me. I mean, is there any way to for any of us to just hit the ground running with Axiom? Should I just be spending all my time on my computer uh, figuring <sighs> it out? <laughs> Pretty much, if you can, my one thing I'd say is go to the clinic and actually shadow your third year, or I should say your future fourth year, because the clinic's Axiom has more like in-depth processing that you just can't access for HIPAA across the street. Mm. So you'll see the true axiom when you're shadowing your fourth year. Mm. That makes sense. Um, <clears throat> other than axiom, mm-hmm. is there anything that you wish you had taken more advantage of maybe preclinically and then same question, but mm-hmm. clinically? Um, preclinically, I wish I scanned more of my preps um, in, in SIM. That way, A, you learn how to hold the scanner because when a patient is in the chair, the tongue, the lip, the cheek, everything gets in your way. It's a lot more challenging to scan. But if you have that nice basis in preclin, you'll be stronger scanning. Um, and then, so when you get to the clinic, 
each faculty, because you have six months with the faculty and then they rotate on. So each one has their own like set of very unique skills, which they absolutely thrive at. I wish I would have known before by asking other students what like they're the best at so that I could really make sure I get all opportunities to work on them or excuse me, work on a patient with them, that specific mindset. Um, you don't have to give these examples live, but yeah, we can talk about it later. But if you don't mind, do you mm-hmm. mind sharing like some of the faculty specialties that you're referring yeah. to? So Dr. Elza, he is currently a CCC, but he used to be a CCF. So he would um, walk around the floor and help you. He's extremely good with CAD cam and digital dentures. So now that he's a CCC, he's locked into Suite H, but you can always go up and chit chat with him about anything tech. Um, Dr. Perry still rotates throughout the floor. He also is extremely good at CAD CAM and digital dentures. Um, Dr. Wall, um, CCF Dr. Wall, really good at anterior resins. He'll show you how to build up a class four and it'll look exactly like the original dentition. Those are top three that I can think of at the moment. Okay. And just to repeat that, Elza, Mm -hmm. E-L-Z-A, is that right? Correct. So CAD CAM digital dentures, as well as Mm -hmm. Dr. Perry, CAD CAM digital dent, and then Dr. Wall, anterior resident. And are they, Elza is a CCC. Um, Mm -hmm. Are the other two CCCs? They're both CCFs. Okay. So they rotate? Mm -hmm. They rotate. So every six months they go to a different suite. Okay, and for those of you who don't know, CCC stays in one suite, or is it one suite? What is it called? Correct. Can you just explain the difference between CCC and Absolutely. CCF really fast? So CCC, I believe, is clinical care coordinator. They're pretty much the head honcho or the boss of your suite. So they stay in the suite forever. Um, you'll have them the entire two years. But CCF, clinical care faculty, they rotate every six months. So when you come into clinic, the faculty you'll only have for six months at a time. And it's staggered. So there'll always be two CCFs, two rotating faculty, and the head honcho who's forever. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. If that makes sense. Yes, that makes perfect sense. Um, Thanks for clearing that up because I think I was a little confused. No worries. So... One of the main reasons we're we're having you on today is to talk about your recent experience at Adelante Public Health Clinic. Can you just kind of tell us, Dan doesn't know what it is. So for (laughs) Dan and all the people who are listening to this who don't know what it is, can you just tell us what is Adelante? Awesome. So in your fourth year, you're given the opportunity to apply to a five-week public health rotation at an Adelante clinic. So Adelante is in the Phoenix area. They have multiple clinics throughout the area. I believe there's five locations with dental and 11 total, I think. But the specific dental location that you would go to your fourth year is in Goodyear. So you apply to Adelante your third year, I believe in October or November. And you, I think there's three questions, but it's essentially an essay. You write about why you should be considered for this public health rotation. So I wrote about why I wanted to, I I should say, I was considering public health, learning a little bit more, and it would be incredible to actually be in a public health 
clinic for five weeks to see if, okay, I can see myself doing this long-term. So you send in your application and then the higher-ups read them and you're told if you got accepted to Adelante around December. And I believe, so my year, two students at a time went to Adelante, but I think they're moving that up to three students at a time. Um, I'll have to check in with that, but it's, oh yeah, continue. What were you going to say? Oh no, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say it's one of the best opportunities I've had at Midwestern. So the highlights are you are quote unquote supervised by Dr. Blasek. She is a Midwestern grad from I think five or six years ago. And you work in the clinic from eight to 5 PM and they have patients for you to see. There is an assistant for you, so you're never alone, and you have a a licensed dental assistant who knows where everything is at Adelante, Um, and pretty much you just plug and chug throughout the day and see as many patients as you can, and if you ever have a question or if you need help, you call in Dr. Blasek, and she can help you, but what's cool about it being as you're a fourth year, it's an opportunity to see, okay, can I, what can I do without her coming in to check over my shoulder? Because at Midwestern in the clinic, you have a start check, you have a prep check, you have a caries removal check, you have a final check. So there's lots of steps to make sure that you're doing the right thing. But at Adelante, it's pretty much good luck. I'll see you when you need me. So Mm, it's, 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 keep going. I'm sorry. It's more like, a practicing dentist. It gives you a better sense of what it'll be like when you're independent or at a different office or DSO or whatever you end up doing. Um, How many people applied versus how many were accepted? That is a great question. I don't know. I think around maybe 20 people applied my year. So Adelante started, I believe, to, or I should say, Midwestern's partnership with Adelante started, I think, two years ago. So it's still essentially new. So a lot of students in my year weren't aware of it. Um, But it's become more challenging to get accepted to it now. In Suite E, in my suite, I believe 10 people applied, 10 third years, rising fourth years, and maybe four or five of them got it. So you had mentioned that... Um, I mean, you had an assistant and Mm -hmm. it seemed like you were less supervised than in the Midwestern clinic. I mean, are there Mm -hmm. any real differences or is it pretty much dentistry is dentistry no matter where you're at? Kind of, I don't know. It's honestly, it's both. So the majority of the patients can't afford coming to a private practice office. So you're going to see dentition that has been left untreated for years and years. So I saw some very intense cases where the patient just waited until they were in agony to come in just because they couldn't afford treatment. While at Midwestern, you have the majority retirees who have the coming to Midwestern is the event of the day. So they enjoy coming to Midwestern. While at Adelante, the patient's they came in as a last resort and they didn't want to be there. So you'll see a a very stark transition while you're at Adelante versus your general Midwestern population. Did you learn anything about dealing with those kinds of patients, the the kind that don't want to be? Mm -hmm. It was, 
So it, it was a good learning opportunity for me because at Midwestern, you're taught to comprehensive treatment plan. So if I see a, a excuse me, if I see a care, if I see caries, I'm going to tell you, we should take care of this. You have decay in your tooth. But at Adelante, I told them the same thing. And the patients kind of just brushed me off. Some of the patients were like, thank you for so much for telling me. Let's get that taken care of today. So you'll learn how to, I don't even know what word to use. You'll learn how to maneuver the situation and try to convince the patient that this this is an issue. So it was like learning to people manage almost more so than the dentistry. So is that what you're referring to? Did you experience more of the quote unquote crazy patients over there or yeah, you did. Okay. Um, can you give us some pointers on what you wish you had known about dealing with those kinds of patients? Oh man. Like if you were giving a chair or a a lunch and learn right now about Mm -hmm. what you wanted them to have a lunch and learn about, what would you say in that lunch and learn? Oh boy. I honestly, this is not professional, but like put your big girl panties on and just tell the patient what they need to hear. For example, like, sir, you have a tooth that is barely hanging into the gums. You need to take care of that. Or I don't, I, that's not even a good example. I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a very, it seems like a very, um, <clears throat> very, difficult subject and very patient what's the word like independent like it yeah like each patient is almost every patient is so different it'd be hard to think of like you can't really prepare which is unfortunate yeah yeah you just gotta free flow and figure it out (laughs) Paige, i hope one day that i get invited to your lunch and learn and that you (laughs) teach me all about this because i would definitely go to that because i have a feeling I'm definitely going to need some help. <laughs> God, I got four more months. I'll make it happen. <laughs> um, I am curious, though. What was your day-to-day like in the Adelante uh, Public Health Center? Good question. So what's cool about Adelante, you have the assistant. So the assistant legitimately sets everything up for you. They have the patient in the chair. There is an updated PA taken. The topical is on and then they'll come get you and you have your own little office, which is incredible. And you just sit, hang out, watch CE, whatever you'd like. And when the assistant comes get you, then it's game time. While at Midwestern, you have to get here 30, 45 minutes early, set everything up, get get your um, equipment, make sure you have everything, find the patient, chit chat with the patient, put the topical on. It takes sometimes 30 to 40 minutes up until you're ready to anesthetize. But it was amazing because Adelante, everything is ready for you. And that's how private practice is going to be. Because I know personally, I get tired of the paperwork and the setup and the cleaning at Midwestern, but that's just part of the experience. So going to Adelante and having it all done for me was wild, incredible. Mm. Yeah, it must be nice uh, transitioning to having a dental assistant who actually mm-hmm. really knows what they're doing and who has a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what time would you start the day at Adelante and what time would you end? And is it flexible? It's absolutely flexible. So if you have an appointment at Midwestern that 
you've been planning for months or you just want to go to, you can talk to Dr. Blasick and say, hey, I'm going to be gone this afternoon. She has no problem with it. But I would get there at 8 a.m. each morning and I'd probably see my first patient at 8.30, 8.45. When the topical was on, I would go in. Um, and then in the afternoon, and lunch would probably start around 11.30 to noon. And next patient would be probably 1.30. So I'd get back at 1 p.m. and just be waiting. And then some afternoons I left around 3 o'clock. Other afternoons I left around 4.30. It just depends on the day, but I will mention. So at a public health or at a public health area, there's a lot of cancellations and no shows, and so I didn't realize that going in. So, and especially you guys won't have this hopefully, but COVID threw a wrench into that also. So there was a lot of cancellations, but even with all of the cancellations and no shows, I was doing more treatment at Adelante than I was at Midwestern. Hmm. What kind of uh, person or dental student would be a good candidate for the Adelante program? And who mm-hmm. would you not really recommend doing it? You have to be humble and be willing to learn and care about the community, I would say. Um, I chit chat with Dr. Blasick because she's seen all the Midwestern students and she says the best ones are the ones that are willing to learn, um, actually care about the patient in the chair. She had a few that didn't and it was very clear to her. Um, So, and another plus, if you speak Spanish, that is a major plus to go to Adelante because probably 40 to 50% of the patients only spoke Spanish. And I do not speak Spanish. So the assistants would translate for you, which was wonderful. And I picked up a few few words here and there. But humble, kind, willing to learn. You clearly have service on your resume or from volunteer events. You would be a good candidate. Do you, do you think this matters? I don't know. I was just thinking of this while you were talking about that. Yeah. Would a dental student who is really gung-ho about private practice benefit from this experience? I still think you would benefit. Um, The people who went are also into private practice and it would be, you could honestly write that on your application. Hey, I really want to go into private practice and this is an awesome opportunity to see a ton of patients and get my hands moving faster. I see nothing wrong with that also. All right. And and I think, um, I mean, obviously, I'm not one to talk since I haven't experienced either clinic or Adelante, but it seems just based <laughs> off of what you're saying that Adelante clo- cl- probably cl- more closely resembles private practice just in terms Absolutely. of the amount of patients you see than Midwestern. So why not Absolutely. just get your, get your feet wet and test the waters, you know? Agreed. So, okay. So I really want to talk about um, your experience with the Academy of General Dentistry, because you yeah. were, you're the immediate past president of that. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, or for the people who are listening who don't know what AGD is, um, can you just tell us what it is and why you mm-hmm. recommend getting involved? Absolutely. So AGD is a national organization with both dental students and practicing dentists in all aspects of dentistry. 
And it's a organization that does CE. They also do, or I should say, they do CE online. They have CE within your area. And what's cool about AGD is they have regional, I don't want to, clubs, I guess you could say. So like there's the Arizona AGD and they meet in Scottsdale two to three, two to three times a quarter just to chit chat about what they're doing. And students can attend these AGD meetings if you're involved in the AGD club of your university. So it was really cool to see what goes on behind closed doors for actual practicing dentists within Academy General Dentistry. And so the pluses for students are if you're involved in AGD and you pay your dues, all of your CE will be saved and organized on their online portfolio website. So all the CE that I've done, I input it to this website and it's all saved. Um, Another cool thing is they help you with malpractice insurance getting out and your dues your first year as a practicing dentist, I believe are greatly reduced. I want to say 80% reduced. And Mm. being an AGD organization member, you have a list of all your fellow AGD members. You can call up people and ask like about questions. How do I do this case? How do I do that? So I thought it was, I really was thankful that I got to be included in this club. I learned a lot and I believe your first year dues are less than $10. So it's worth it. Hmm. Um, I'm a part of, so I, I paid my dues. I'm a part of AGD, but I think COVID kind of threw a wrench in yeah. a lot of the things. Um, so I'm not super familiar with AGD, but mm-hmm. what kind of CE do they offer? And then could you elaborate on maybe some of the bigger events they have? Because I know, because yeah. this this is why part of the reason I, I joined, I know that they did, a, they were supposed to do an event in Vegas yeah. um, that got canceled. But have you yeah. been to one of those events? And if you have, what was it like? So I wish I went to the events, but I could never make them. So pre-COVID, um, the president of AGD would plan two weekend CE events for the club members. So uh, for example, two years ago, two years ago, um, we brought in a forensic dentist, which was fascinating. And he talked about cases and how to become a forensic dentist. And then we brought in Dr. Kramer and he showed us how to suture on, oh, what are those things called? Like the, the practice suturing kit on tabletop. So that was really cool. Um, I know years before that, AGD at um, ASDO and here at Midwestern, they teamed up for previous events. Um, But the Vegas one rotates every year. So the year it was supposed to be in Vegas, unfortunately, COVID happened. But that would have been a networking opportunity for new dental students to meet prospective hiring, um, more hands-on CE I know they had a Botox course planned. I was signed up for that. Um, there was another forensic dentist that I thought was really interesting. And then they had a composite workshop that I had also signed up for. And with your AGD membership, you can go to that big event for free. Hmm. Yeah, so it sounds very beneficial. And I know that some of the CEs I've done through ASDA, mm-hmm. uh, they 
still asked me for my AGD number. Yeah. Um, and I was so, so pretty much like, if you want CE credit, do AGD, right? Pretty much. And then it, it organizes it for you, which is so nice because I know me, I lose the paperwork and then there's no record of me attending the CE. So if you input it on the website, then you can get it on there. Hmm. Could you quickly just tell us um, the differences between AGD and ASDA or ADA? So I signed up for ASDA and full disclosure, I don't know. I barely know anything about it. So I don't know if I can answer that question. Okay. So you're like primarily involved in AGD. Correct. Um, I think, I think, I mean, I'm not one to talk, um, but I think AGD is mm -hmm. more focused on general dentists and mm -hmm. the ADA or ASDA. So ASDA is American Student Dental Association Association mm -hmm. and ADA is American Dental Association. I think um, they're more focused on den general dentists and all the specialties. But other than that, I honestly don't know the difference. That so. would make sense. That's just yeah. about all I have to. <laughs> <laughs> um. So for people who want to get involved in AGD, mm -hmm. how do you recommend them getting involved? So minus COVID, the orientation week, there's always an AGD booth. And I'd recommend go chit chat with whoever's working it. Sometimes it's the president, sometimes it's vice president, sometimes it's just um, any member of the board or some of their friends. So I'd recommend go chit chat to them, go chit chat to ASDA see which one you're more interested in. And if you like them both, honestly, join both. It does not hurt. Yeah, it'll only help. Um, yeah. We we have just a few more minutes, but I really want to talk about this because I personally am really curious. Yeah. What are your plans for next year? You're a D4. Oh, boy. You're about to enter the big bad world of dentistry. Mm -hmm. what, are you, what are your plans? Oh my gosh. My plans are to find a job, step one. So... I have been asking around about how to apply for jobs because we can all just go look on indeed.com or look on LinkedIn and see what they have. But you can only go so far is what I've learned. I've applied to a ton of jobs on Indeed. Nothing's really happening. So now I've started looking at the Patterson reps. I've found them on LinkedIn. So I recommend doing that. I'm going on a tangent. I apologize. So chit chat with your reps. Patterson, Henry Shine, those two dental supply companies, and reach out to them and say, hey, for me, I'm a new grad about to finish um, at Midwestern, and I'd love to stay in the Phoenix area. Do you know of any private practices that are hiring, that are thinking about hiring or expanding? Please let me know. And then I send my resume, and if they want my CV, I'll send them my CV also. But I, goodness, so I've applied to a lot of places, and there's still, there's movement, but I don't have anything locked down yet. Well, I have a question. So since yeah. you're looking to stay here in Phoenix, have you considered sending out any mailers to Phoenix-based dentists? I have not, but I've heard of students doing that. And some students, some students have great response. Some people have zero response. So for me, I figured I'll just start with the reps and see where it goes. And... Who told you about the reps? Is that like a common thing to do? Or was that just like a little nugget that someone hinted I, at? I honestly don't remember who told me first. It was somebody in SIM. But I was mm -hmm. talking to Dr. Eugenia Roberts last week. 
and she told me to reach out to the reps. She was in private practice in Ohio and she never put anything online. She got all of her associates through her reps. And so that's how I got the inside scoop. And do you want to, do you want to, um, stick with general dentistry or do you want to eventually specialize someday? I would love to stick with general. I was thinking about specializing in ortho, to be honest, but Mm. I came to the conclusion. I love that really gnarly tooth and extracting Mm. that bad boy. I can't get rid of that. It's Mm. too fun. You're a blood and gore dentist. You like the blood and gore. You like it. You like restorative and blood and gore. Yeah. I have no problem with all. You are the like, ideal general dentist then (laughs) sign me up i'm ready (laughs) well you know our last i i I could literally just talk to you all day but our last question is Mm -hmm. what is one piece of advice you would give yourself as a d1 student oh my gosh oh my goodness d1 walking in the door i would have said hey paige davis sit down and tell you some golden i'd say like okay you, you've worked so hard to get here. You've put in so much effort. And I would say, please be gentle with yourself. Because mm. for me, I would hone in on things that went quote unquote wrong. Like my, let's for example, my wax up. Oh no, I got a B. Oh no, it's the end of the world. It's fine. I would have mm-hmm. told myself to pretty much cool my jets take it in stride. You're still where you're right where you need to be. And don't focus so much on the nitty gritty. That's what I would have said. That is great advice. And I think Dan and I would definitely echo that. Um, Right, Dan? Yes, indeed. (laughs) All right. Well, Paige, man, you're awesome. I wish we could just stay here all day, but you have stuff to do. So... (laughs) I got to set up for my one o'clock patient. <laughs> right. And Dan and I are just chilling at home right now. So <laughs> but <laughs> perks of being a D2 and during COVID optional classes. But amen. Hey, Paige. Well, thanks again for being here. And thanks again for everyone listening. I hope you got a lot of, a lot out of this podcast. I know that Dan and I definitely did. And we'll see you guys again next week. Bye. I had so much fun. Thank you.